in Seattle, Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandDonsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 682 now of the Ron and Don Show. And we are back live in the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the uh, Ron and Don Show, working women and magic Mike. No, magic mushrooms. Let's talk about that. Also, while your dog, yeah, may help you relax more than your uh, friends do. In fact, we saw that over the Super Bowl when I brought Charlie over to Ron's house. We'll get to that in a moment. Before we get to that, let's get to this. Speaking of the Super Bowl, by the time you've heard this, it's been a couple days since there was a shooting and at this point we know that one young lady who was a dj a beloved dj that's right ron and i know about being djs right in kansas city uh, she lost her life 21 other people injured the majority of them kids between the ages of 5 and 16 isn't that incredible and uh as we're speaking right now uh, the police are talking to three different people. Let's not forget, we represent 4% of the world's population uh, as far as private firearms go. Yeah. We represent 47%. We show 47% of all firearm, uh, private firearm sales. And, uh, and again, representing 4% of the world's population a lot of us have a lot of guns. In fact, per capita, it's about three guns per person in the United States. Ron, it seems like we're just going to continue to have these discussions. But wow, the world must be watching because here we are trying to have a Super Bowl celebration and all some of the uh, players can do. And you even see other NFL teams out there that are talking about this, right, in support of Kansas City and the Chiefs. They call it the... Uh, what do they call it? The Chiefs the Nation. Chiefs Nation. Chiefs Kingdom is what they Chiefs call it. Chiefs Kingdom. That's Chiefs right. Kingdom. Yeah. So, so what is your take on this? Because, because we would get in this round robin on radio all the time, and everyone just lines up on both sides of the aisle, and th- this conversation never gets anywhere. But now, with with, with America's game uh, being affected by gun violence, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, you know what? I flash back on it was basically ten years ago, almost to the day, like within a week maybe, of when that Seahawks parade happened uh, and, and through downtown Seattle and all the memories and happy moments that are associated with that from people all over here. So like I, I, I sort of took that, how swept up we all were. I remember Marshawn Lynch throwing out Skittles on the top of one of the ducks and you had the cheer squad and, uh, you know, it was super, super cold day and the streets were packed. Hundreds of thousands of Seahawk fans uh, and 12s were packed uh, in the city. And I think about, wow. Um, what would it have been like if some person opened fire uh, through downtown Seattle and, and, and Pioneer Square and the mayhem that that would have been? And I think about those folks in Kansas City that are just trying to be, they're swept up in the euphoria uh, of basically having a football dynasty. And I, I understand the families that want to bring their kids because like for most working class people, 
you, you, you can't afford to take three or four kids uh, in your whole family and go to a Chiefs game. Like the amount of money it would cost to have any sort of access uh, to a decent seat at a Chiefs game when they're on this run uh, would be four figures easy. And like for most people, they're like, I, I can't go to the games, uh, but I want to take my kids to be a part of this. I want their memory as a child to be that they were part of Super Bowls because we know how fleeting it can be. And we have one of the great teams of all time, one of the great coaches of all time. And so I, in my mind's eye, I'm picturing that type of person, a, a guy or a gal that's been in the, Chiefs, in the Chiefs kingdom forever. They got a couple of kids and they're working class. They're like, I want to go down and be a part of this parade. And then now you take this joyous memory that was going to be implanted onto your kid's life and you swap that out with trauma. And so like, yeah, going at this point, going down the road about gun control and I've, I've friends of mine texted me about gun control and automatic weaponry and all of that stuff. It, it, it's a, it's a fruitless argument now in American politics. And that makes me really sad because nobody wants to look at yeah. actual data or nobody wants to look at actually common sense. The, the vast majority of people, Republicans and Democrats, gun owners, non-gun owners, the majority, the, the vast, a significant majority are in favor uh, of some sort of gun legislation and gun protocols. And our political system has been hijacked. It's not even worth it talking about it, it, it making any sort of stance on the podcast i don't think yeah i have to say this though and this is something i don't understand when when you look at legislation right now that's before congress about cars a lot of it has to do with batteries and where do we mine the batteries uh what do we do with uh batteries that basically uh, explode in ships and ships catch on fire, cars catch on fire, accidents. We're, we're having legislation about autonomous vehicles. <clears throat> well, why, why weren't we talking about this back when Henry Ford made the Model T? Shouldn't we have been talking about airbags then? Shouldn't we have been talking about batteries then? Shouldn't we be talking about ABS uh, braking systems then? Shouldn't we talk about, shouldn't be talking about a uh, crumple control then no, because none of that was invented back during the Model T. So, so as it, it, as cars have become better, faster, and safer, and in some ways probably not safer, uh, legislation had to change. It's the same with guns. Uh, back when our forefathers, and I wish some of our foremothers would have been there at the table, because because maybe this wouldn't be so uh, ridiculous. Things have changed. Technology has changed. When they were making decisions, guns were very different back then compared to where we are today. So there does need to be common sense discussions. So Paul Contreras doesn't have to do what he did. Took his little girls to, to the parade, just like I took my little boy to the parade 10 years ago that Ron was talking about. He's four years old then. I walked the entire parade route with over... 300,000 of you, right? And I was doing call-ins to uh, the radio station that I worked at at the time. One of the greatest days of my life to share with my son. Paul has watched the parade. It's at the end. People are dispersing. And then all of a sudden he hears, tackle him! Tackle him! And Paul looks, and there's a gentleman that's running. 
And there are other civilians chasing him along with police officers that are chasing him. And Paul looks and he says, you know what? I have a perfect angle. And in the same way that Bosa was blowing people up in the Super Bowl, he took one of these shooters down, allegedly, to Chinatown. Took him down. In front of his little girls. Got involved. And only then did he see the gun come flying out. Thank God for the Paul Contreras's. But to Ron's point, you think about the trauma it created for him. You think about the trauma it created for the people that had to watch that. You think about the trauma that that created for his little girls that he took to a Super Bowl parade in the same way that I took my little boy. I will say this. Thank God for the people of Kansas City. Because we have seen some other shootings that are in the news where the police didn't go into the school. Where some of them cowered behind their cars. Some of them ran to a roadblock instead of running into a school and, and saving kids' lives. We didn't see that yesterday in Kansas City, you guys. We did not. We saw civilians, and we saw cops by the hundreds chasing these shooters, putting their lives on the line. And they shouldn't have to. When a cop gets in their car tonight, they should know they're not going to be outgunned. I'm going to guess an argument happened at the Super Bowl. It happened to be people that were carrying guns and they started shooting each other and people got in the way. That's what I'm going to guess. That's what it seems like to me. Thank God for the Paul Contreras. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, spring is about to sprung. No. The spring sprung? The spring sprang did? Anyway, guess what? The Founders Day sale is going on at Les Schwab now through March 2nd. That means spring is right around the corner. Days are getting longer. You're going to be traveling, and that's why you should stop by the Founders Day sale celebration. Right? Yeah, right now you can save up to $150 when you buy a set of four select tires. If you've been slip sliding around or maybe you got studs on your tires, you need to get those off. Go to Les Schwab right now during the Founders Day sale. They've been in our community for 70 years, a business you can trust. They've always been doing the right thing. That's why Don and I have partnered with them for over 10 years here on the Ron and Don Show. Go to the Founders Celebration Sale right now at your local Les Schwab. Save up to 150 bucks when you buy a set of four select tires. Les Schwab have been doing the right thing since 1952. Hey, it's Ron here for Ron and Don Real Estate. Love those guys. So listen, I, I was out to lunch yesterday. A friend of mine's like, hey, when, when the, everything crashes, I want to buy a house on the water up on the islands. And I looked at him and I said, Danny... The market is not crashing. He goes, okay, well, when interest rates go back down to 2%, I want to buy that cabin. I said, Danny, 
This is the this the market is stabilized. Interest rates have pretty much stabilized. This is the market we have. So if you've been waiting on the sidelines going as soon as things crash, as soon as prices comes down, as soon as we get back to the old interest rates, that is not going to happen in 2024. This is the market we have. And if you are ready to make a move, whether you need to sell or whether you want to buy in the Pacific Northwest, in fact, the entire state of Washington, Don and I are your team. So whether you're doing it or your friend or family, refer us to them and let's get a game plan together. We call it a Ron and Don sit down. You can call me directly. You can email me Ron at ronanddon.com or you can go to ronanddonsitdown.com. Set up that sit down. Let's put a game plan together. This is the market we're in this year. It's stabilizing and it's going to start to heat up. So let's get a game plan together. Ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, uh, to the Ron and Don show. On a lighter note, it is an Edmonds kind of day on this Monday. And coming up tomorrow is something called an offer review. Ron, why is it an Edmonds uh, kind of day today? What's going on? Uh, because we have that website for a new house uh, that we have listed up in Edmonds. And Edmonds kind of day. That's the slogan uh, of Edmonds. And so, believe it or not, we could pick up that domain name. And now it's the domain name for this house that we have on the market. And um, a lot of people want to live in Edmonds. And it's easy to see why. Uh, a really charming downtown. Uh, you have some ferry boats right there if you want to head off to the islands. I, I love that old school style um, town where you can get out of your car, walk around to the shops. Uh, you can see something in a window and jump inside there and uh, take a look and you, you know your neighbors, you're talking to everybody. So a lot of people want to live in Edmonds. Uh, it's a great neighborhood, a great community. They call it the bowl. And so we have a house uh, on, on the market right now uh, up in Edmonds. And so tomorrow will be an offer review. So that, that is a technique in the real estate business where you are trying to uh, do, do the best, be fair to everybody, be fair to buyers and be fair to sellers. And so what I mean by that is, let's say you have a, a house that comes on the market and you think that it's a really good listing like we think that this house is. Well, you have to choose when you do this listing, are we going to take offers uh, just as they come, first come, first serve? Or do we want everybody to have the chance uh, to look at this house? So if you chose uh, first come, first serve on a house like this, there are people that have, have a search like on, on a Zillow or a Redfin or Realtor.com, whatever they use, Trulia. They have a, radio, a geographic search set up with parameters. Yeah, and to give you an example, we went, on, we went live on Thursday. We immediately had three realtor, realtors reach out to us contact us and say i want to see that house number one because the listing looks amazing we kicked ass on this listing and edmonds kind of day if you want to go check it out dot com yeah edmonds kind of day.com uh in fact there's a video in there that ron stars in and he ends up in the well you, you have to watch the whole thing he ends up in the, in the in the hot tub at the end and i think you're gonna love it but immediately to your point we had realtors contacting us and saying hey send me the inspection we got to get in uh, it showed up in the, on, on their search engines, right? So let's say you were um, first come, first serve on your offers. Well, let's say someone came in, and th this happens sometimes with people that have a bad agent. Um, someone comes in on day one, uh, and this happened on your street. Maybe the person is, is older in age. They come in straight away on, on day one or day two, and they give them their offer. 
and they say, hey, we want to buy this. We love it. It's day one. And they put pressure on that seller and the seller's like uh, gets worried or freaked out or whatever. And so they end up signing that deal. Why would you why would you feel pressure from that, though? Well, maybe they uh, it's an all cash offer or maybe they, you know, they, they come in with a with a strong presentation. And so they feel or this person is has FOMO or maybe their agent isn't isn't really coaching. Maybe they wave well. terms like our homes are always fully inspected. And they say, you know what? We looked at your inspection. We like your inspection. We called the inspector. We're going to waive inspection. Here we come with cash. We're not going to pay you any more, but we're not going to pay you any less. We're going to throw the checkbook at your forehead and we're going to give you exactly what you want. And you know what? I do that all the time when I'm on the buyer side. If I have leverage and I can throw the check checkbook at you on day one and tell you I'm not going to be there on day six because we have another house that we're interested in and we're going to buy that house, I'm going to put all kinds of pressure on you, right? Pressure. That's what a buyer's agent should be doing. And applying so pressure. is this a good result? Maybe for that buyer, but not for the rest of the market and not for our seller necessarily. And so, and, and this is specific to this kind of house, like we have it at an Ann Edmonds kind of day.com. So what doing the offer review says, Hey, we, we are going to let everybody go see this. So maybe someone's working their job hard to pay for a house like this. They can't jump out and immediately go see it on uh, Thursday at noon. And so they call their agent and say, oh, this house just came on. It's in the area we've been looking. We want to go see it. And so they make their appointment after work. So they're going to go in at 7 p.m. or at 6.30 p.m. And so what the offer review does is it allows you to get enough exposure to the market so you it's fair to, to everybody. So you say, Hey, we realize that people are working or maybe we've had folks fly in from out of state where they say, I live in California. I live in Arizona. I live in New Mexico. I want to see this house. And so they see it on a Thursday. They book their plane ticket and they're here on Saturday and they want to go see that house. Yeah, I had, so a, buyer, offer- I had a buyer in the Bay last week. We had a buyer. And he said, I want to see that house tomorrow. That's exactly what we did on a different house. He jumped on a plane, flew up here, and we went and looked at the house. There's a lot of people that are moving from from out of market. So you're right. You want to make sure that a property has exposure and enough time where people can get in and see it. And there's a lot of people out there that don't have agents, so they can't get in. So they're going to come Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Ron, Ron and I hold all our open houses. So, like, for instance, we did a twilight uh, opening on Friday. That was amazing. Saturday, Sunday, uh, we were there. Lots and lots of people came. Some of those people that, that will come don't have an agent yet. And so, but they saw the hat because everybody looks at Redfin and Zillow. We all look at real estate. We love real estate. And, and maybe you weren't even thinking about buying a house, but then all of a sudden you looked at this house at Edmonds kind of day and you're like, I got to buy this house. I got to contact an agent or I got to reach out to Ron and Don direct that takes time to do that. So you got to give people time and you got to be aware of the guy like me that's going to throw the checkbook at your head on day one and, and try to add a lot of pressure. So what I believe is fair to, to both buyers and sellers is that we give everyone an, an, an opportunity to see this house. So now we get to offer review day. And so what we are as listing agents, what we're telling to the buying community is, hey, we gave we gave this a reasonable amount of time. We, we went through a weekend. We went through our open houses, people that needed to travel uh, to see this house got an opportunity to do so. So now here, here's the rule book. I have offer instructions uh, in the listing for the agents only. And I say, this is what we're going to do on noon on Tuesday. 
Um, we would like you, if you're interested in this house, submit your offer on Tuesday. And that way, everybody gets to compete. We're not playing favorites with anyone. We're not steering anyone towards a deal. We're not, uh, you know, we don't have a buddy that we worked with for years over at another office. And we, you know, do a, a backdoor deal where we, we give his buyers the deal. Uh, and that happens sometimes uh, with, with other agents. But we have some integrity. Everybody bring your offer on Tuesday. And then we, are, we will present all these offers if you get multiple multiples uh, to our clients and let them make the decision. So they, we can't guarantee that. You can't guarantee that there's going to be uh, multiple offers. But what we can guarantee is that we've given it the opportunity to be looked at. And so I think that that is really fair. Of course, there are anomalies. There are situations where um, you would end, uh, uh, you would take an offer before you get to an offer review date. And that's, re and that's really up to the seller. We've had sellers that went, wow, this, that's the number. That's what I want. I don't need anything else. This is what I paid for the house. That person may be looking to buy another house, and they may not be there on the offer review date. And I'd like to take the cash and close in 10 days, and they're waiving inspection. That's worth a lot to me. And I want to put my head on the pillow tonight knowing that I sold my house. It's really up to the seller uh, to make those decisions. And it's our job as the realtors to just tell you what we think, where we're at in the deal, to really have conversations with the other side. Uh, and that's what Ron and I do. We have lots and lots and lots of conversations. So this particular house has a lot of action because we really teamed up with this family. We've been working hard for months to bring this to the marketplace. And the other thing is this, any realtor out there, and I don't care if they're from a big brokerage or a small brokerage, every realtor out there has the MLS, and most realtors, that's all they use. That is all they use. They just use the MLS. What we do is we use the MLS, and there's no other realtors like us that market outside the MLS. In fact, think about this. We created a website for a house up in Edmonds that you can go to right now at EdmondsKindOfDay.com. When you go there, we sent out a photographer three different times to take pictures last summer, to take pictures currently, and to take pictures at night for a twilight. Ron and I have done all the open houses on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Most realtors hand that off to somebody else. We don't want to do that because that gives us an opportunity to tell people about this house and sell this house and represent this house for our sellers. A lot of realtors will put a house up for sale, and then they'll have some other realtor that's young in the business do the open houses, and they go ski that weekend. So I'm, I'm always flummoxed by well, that. Even the fact that you're listening to this podcast right now, yes, says that no, that that the fact that the, the irony is the fact that you're even listening to this podcast and subscribe to this podcast and listen to us on the radio. No one else even has that that yeah. I'm aware of. Yeah, here we, here we are talking about a house on the radio. And then the other thing is we go door to door. We have an open house just for the neighborhood. We mail things throughout the neighborhood, letting people know. Uh, we created Ron created this really cool custom video that you can see at EdmondsKindOfDay.com where we introduce you to the property. And uh, there's probably no one more excited about this property than us. So anyway, at Edmonds Candidate.com offer review is on Tuesday. We'd love to see you there. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, Ron. 
Donna Don here with Mitch Weeks. You know him as Mitch.loans. Mitch, let's be honest, interest rates have been higher than they have been for the past couple of years, but we're still seeing inventory. We're still seeing sales. What is happening right now if I just want to be a standard every day? I want to buy a house. Maybe it's my first house. Well, if it's your first house, there's still a lot of great products for first-time homebuyers. You can put as little as 3% down. Often, with a little more negotiating now, you can also get a seller to buy down some of those costs that have come with being a first-time homebuyer. And it's a great time to buy. Honestly, rent is 100%, as we've talked about. You're giving all your money to the landlord. Even if you're paying 8%, that is 92% better than what you're paying with rent. (laughs) It is. So uh, Mitch can help you out if you're a first-time buyer. Uh, You can go ahead and just go to Mitch.loans, talk to him, figure out if you qualify for one of these programs, and then start your real estate journey. You're not going to regret looking back in five or 10 years and going, wow, I could have bought in 2023. Why did I do that? So stop waiting, get in the game, go to Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome uh, back to the Ron and Don Show. Uh, Ron was kind enough to invite me over the Super Bowl last week, and so... I'm always cautious about bringing my dog. Uh, I have a couple friends who I don't invite over anymore because they bring their dog and the dog just tears apart my dog, tears apart the house, gets on the furniture, eats all my dog's food. Just it's... It's not fun having that dog over, and, and, and I miss my friends, but they just automatically bring the dog every time. And so what I did for – I knew that Ron was going to be there. Two other buddies were going to be there. I thought everybody was dog-friendly. Charlie typically is a good boy and a good dog, and he just likes to, to go and lay down and have people pet him and give him treats. Hopefully he wasn't too much of a nuisance. Uh, Anyway, I and, and, and the thing about Charlie is I can always go put him out in the truck and he has a place out there to sleep and he's happy out there too. He just wants to be on the road, not stuck in the house. And and like, for instance, when we're doing real estate business, and today we'll do some real estate business, he's just, he's just always in the truck with me. So clients get to meet him. Uh, it's cool that I get to stop at parks or sometimes take a trail run with him or take him to the gym, whatever that is. Uh, every time I pick my son up and go to the gym on the way back, I'll drop my son off a couple blocks away. I hand him the leash and I'll walk Charlie home or run with him home so so we feel pretty fortunate to have him as a family member and ron this article was really interesting and it reminded me of charlie the other night with two of your buddies because he was just kind of walking around and they say yeah when this article was talking about the fact sometimes when we need healing or we need to feel whole or we need to feel loved or accepted sometimes it's better to go to your dog than your best friend so how about that yeah they um sometimes these natural experiments uh occur um, and one happened during COVID where um, some people were tracking uh, children and young adults uh, through, you know, basically what it was like to go through COVID and what their ed- it happened to their education and whatnot. And so some researchers looked at this and said, I wonder if we could tease out which kids had dogs and which kids didn't have dogs and see if that made any difference in the quality of their life, in their mental health, in their academic performance. And so they were able to do that. And they found out, uh, unsurprisingly, that uh, people that own dogs fared better uh, in all categories. And they've done, uh, there, there are so many studies now uh, on this that it's, it's really besides the point. I will have the asterisk of saying that for me, it has to be the right dog. Uh, you know I'm a dog guy. Every once in a while, though, 
uh, maybe one out of every, I don't know, 50 to 100 dogs, I, I just won't get along with a dog. And I don't pretend like I like the dog. Um, if the owner asks me what I think of their dog, I'll tell them. But every once in a while. <laughs> you do that with dogs and people. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I don't get along with your dog. And it's very, very rare. So I think you have to you have to get along with your dog and you have to like the dog. Like there are some dogs that are just a-holes. Yeah. Uh, but the, the results of this study were pretty clear in terms of of the health benefits, the mental benefits, um, the academic benefits of dog ownership. It keeps you on a schedule, keeps you out there walking. It, you have someone that is or a creature that is reliable and there and giving you affection. I don't know. It's a pretty cool study. Do, do you think you have seen that with dog ownership in your family? Well, I, I certainly see that with, with my son, and that's one of the reasons why we got Charlie in the first place. And I've shared a little bit of this story before. When my son was younger, he felt like Charlie Brown. In fact, he played Charlie Brown in a play. And one of the one of the tragic things about Charlie Brown sometimes is just his isolation or his loneliness or he f how he felt like he wasn't understood. And and I think my son very much felt that way that he was younger, especially with other kids. And and there was some bullying going on in school and some other things. And so I was talking with my therapist at the time, and I was like. Yeah, I think we'd like to get a dog, but I know that that dog in a lot of ways, because, you know, my son was so young at the time, that dog is going to become my responsibility. And I don't want to ju go just because we, we had rescued another dog. And that dog, as far as teaching that dog anything, it was, it was just too far gone. And in a lot of ways, that dog was a pain in the ass. It just, it, it, it was, because it had been abused by someone else. They didn't take good care of this dog. And, and now this dog, which, which they, they told me was an older dog, and it wasn't. This dog was around forever. <laughs> yeah, and so and this dog would, would, would escape all the time. It just, and and I, 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 when I got to the end of it, I was so glad when that, when that dog was gone. And I'll tell you what happened is one of my, my dog couldn't walk up, up and down the stairs anymore of, of my house. And so a friend of mine said, uh, well, I can, we, we can help find a different home for your dog. So, so she, she found a different home. And I, and so I took this basset hound, the basset hound's name was Nola. I took Nola out one day and we went for a walk and we went for a walk around the block. I started getting a little teary eyed and I bent over, uh, to pet Nola and boom, it is a rainy day. And I fell down and I threw out my back and I, she had just taken a, and I'd slipped in it and I had sh Nola shiznit all over me. And I was just like, it, the tears stopped right there. Cause, cause that was my relation. This dog would throw up in the back seat, would take a her and it would just, it would do whatever it wanted, whenever it wanted to. Well, you needed to get this out for yeah. a long time. And so I, I would just, I was with my therapist. I'm like, I can't, I can't have another dog like that. I just, I, the, the dog has to be a good family member. So that's, I reached out to Ron. We reached out to your friend, Charles. He told me about these books. He's great with animals. Ron is as well. And so I knew in taking on Charlie for, for my son, that it would be a big growing moment for me too. And I'd really have to commit to training him. So I went and I got the chart. Your friend Charles is like, Hey, you got to go get this 30 foot orange cord and you got to read this book and look at these videos. So we would go out to discovery park with this 30 foot orange cord. And what you do is you're training the dog. And we traded Charlie like a hunting dog, even though we, we don't hunt with him. Uh, there's a lot of similarities. And as he would graduate, you cut the cord. 
and you'll cut five or six feet off the cord until you get down to six foot of cord and that's his leash. So, and at that point in time, there's supposed to be, you, that dog should be trained at that. And, and he was, and he was, we, we worked very, very hard. And, and that's why I love, like, even when we went over to your party to see that everybody loved him and he loved being there and he was a good boy. And your friend, Michael said, wow. I mean, he went home and he's like, I used to have a dog and being around Charlie makes me want to get a dog again. Charlie's good for other dogs, right? It makes people out there say, I want a dog. So, so, so that I really uh, appreciated. And I have to say my son's mental health and my mental health, it's always so much better uh, because uh, Charlie's heartbeat is uh, here in the house with us. So, in fact, he's uh, taking us news right at Mr. Ron's feet. He right is. Now. He's riveted by our conversation. <laughs> Right hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget on this Monday, it is Ann, A-N, and EdmondsKindOfDay.com. You can go out there and check out our newest listing. You can go out there and check out our video, check out all the great pictures that Brian uh, created for us. Our website, as I share, that Alex put together for us. And if you're interested in this home, just reach out to us. Shout out to to John. What's that? Shout out to John, who did our video editing. Yeah, just go to ronadon.com, ronadonsitdown.com. It's all there. And don't forget, we sell the sound, right? In fact, uh, I'm heading down to Federal Way here in a couple days. Just sold a house up in Edmonds. Just sold a house out out in Bothell. uh, Selling houses here in Seattle and on the east side. So if you need us... Everything is at ronadonsitdown.com. It all started with a sit-down. And that one started with a sit-down how long ago? Oh, man, it's probably been a year uh, yeah. since this uh, in Edmunds kind of day.com started. Yeah. So anyway, if you need us, yeah, just go to ronadonsitdown.com. Until next time, thanks for hitting subscribe. Thanks for allowing us to be your realtors, your broadcasters, and your friends. And thanks for allowing us to sell the sound. All right. Head up, shoulders back. You've been listening to the Ron and Don Show. On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.